Welcome to the Endo Belly Girl podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Chavez. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and restorative wellness practitioner on a mission to change the way that we support women with endometriosis. Endo is a full body disease that impacts your mind, body, and spirit in countless ways that aren't often addressed the way that women truly deserve. We are here to talk about all of it. Please keep in mind that the content of this show has been created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. Welcome back, everybody, to the Endo Belly Girl podcast. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different structure. This actually was an episode that was requested by one of my listeners, which I so appreciate, by the way. If you ever have anything, any topics that you'd really like to hear about or any burning questions you have that you would love to hear me cover on the podcast here, please reach out. You can DM me on Instagram anytime at endobellygirl. And I actually do take those requests and <laughs> will either put in a Q&A episode or create an entire episode around that topic, which is what I'm doing today. So the request was around doing an episode that kind of goes behind the scenes on what a day in my life is actually like. What do I eat? What am I doing throughout the day? How do I incorporate movement? In other words, how do I actually put into practice all of the things that I talk about? Because it's one thing to hear the recommendations, oh, you should eat a certain type of diet or take these supplements or whatever it is that we're talking about, but I think it can be really helpful to actually see that put into practice. So that's what today's episode is. We are going to go kind of step-by-step throughout my day. I'm actually going to even record this a little bit differently because instead of sitting down and recording this in one shot like I normally would do for an episode, I'm going to leave all of my recording equipment set up here and I'm going to just check in periodically throughout the day and give updates on how my day is going, what I've been up to, why I've been making the choices that I've been making. So I hope this is really helpful for everybody just to kind of get an example of that. Not to say that I'm perfect. (laughs) In fact, I am actually a big advocate for not being perfect. And you're going to see some examples of that throughout my day as well. I'm not going to sugarcoat and try to make myself look like this shiny, perfect person because that's not reality. I want to show you how I am doing my best, how I am trying to balance, you know, working and keeping myself healthy and balancing all of this out, juggling all of the things. So if you hear things going on that you're like, oh my gosh, she ate a cookie. I don't know if I'm going to eat a cookie or not. I haven't gotten that far in my day, but just know that the goal here isn't perfection. The goal here is to create a life that is sustainable and feels good to you and makes you feel fulfilled. And so that's what I am wanting to share with you all is just how I kind of break down my day, what it actually looks like in practice, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, So it's about 9 a.m. now. This will be my first recording of the day, kind of letting you guys know how my morning has been going so far. 
So I typically wake up around six or six thirty. Sometimes it takes me a minute to get out of bed. So I believe it was about six thirty when I got up. And the very first thing that I do every morning is I do my morning meditation. And I'll be honest, this is something that I hesitated on for a very long time, which is interesting because probably most of you don't know this, but I am also a certified yoga instructor. I have been teaching yoga for I think about twelve years now. It's a long, been a long journey, and it's been a huge part of my life. So I've known the benefits of meditation for many years. I've gone through multiple yoga teacher trainings, and we've definitely dug deep into meditation along the way. But for some reason, for many years, I never really got into a regular meditation practice. And I figured out that really what was at the root of that was that I felt like I didn't have time. We all say that, right? I don't. I don't have the time to create that healthy habit. So. I just decided one day that I am going to take 15 minutes to meditate every single morning, no matter what. No excuses. No, there's not enough time. I'll make more time later on in the day because at the end of the day, we create time for the things that are important for us. It's so true. We say that we don't have time, and yet, how much time do we all spend scrolling through Instagram or watching Netflix? But yet, we don't have time to meditate. So I kind of got really honest with myself, realizing the benefits of meditation, how much better I feel when I do meditate regularly. And so I made myself—I would say this was probably about a year ago now—just create this routine for myself. I started off with five minutes, and then later upped it to ten. Now I'm at fifteen minutes. Every single morning, so that's the very first thing I do. I get out of bed. I go across the hall to my office. I have a little meditation cushion in my office. I sit down on that. I turn on. I use the app Insight Timer, and I'll link to that in the show notes if anyone is interested in checking out that particular app. There are other ones out there too that I've heard are really great. I just haven't tried them myself. There's Headspace. There's Calm, or you can just plain old set a timer on your phone. Although I would recommend finding some sort of tone at the end of it that is soothing and not like an obnoxious alarm, so that's something to consider. Now, the way that I do it, I do it in stages. So it's a 15-minute time total, but I have found it much easier to do that length of time when it's broken up a little bit. So I actually have fallen into a routine of doing three different types of meditation within that 15 minutes, and I use within the Insight Timer app you can set. Intervals. So it starts off. I have an initial ding that lets me know that we're going, and then five minutes goes by. I have another ding. Five minutes, another ding. Five more minutes, and then I'm done. So I break it up this way. This is just my personal routine. What I like to do. I do five minutes of breath focus. I like to do a little bit of an extended length exhale here because it helps to calm me. So I do four counts. On the inhale, and then six counts on the exhale. I find that for myself to be a nice way to get started. After that first ding goes, then I go into a mantra meditation. So the idea behind that, and I don't want to turn this into a meditation class, but just to give you an idea of what I actually do, I repeat a mantra softly in the back of my mind. So the mantra that I use most often is Namaha, which is a Sanskrit word. We use the Sanskrit words all the time in yoga, so it's kind of part of my life. And it 
translates, I believe, to name. I hope I'm right on that. I didn't actually look that up before I recorded this. But I just repeat, Namaha, Namaha, softly in the back of my mind for five minutes. And then really the routine of meditation is that you simply notice when your thoughts begin to wander, which they do, even though I've been practicing meditation for all this time, I will not lie to you and say that I stay focused on the mantra the whole time and my brain never wanders. No, the whole process is that when you notice other thoughts coming into mind, you simply remind yourself without any judgment just to soften that and come back to the mantra or the breath or whatever you're focusing on. So that five minutes goes by. The last five minutes, this is not really, I don't think, as far as I know, an official meditation routine or or method, but I just call it brain softening. So basically what I pick what I do is I just picture like there's this calm body of water inside of my mind. And I just kind of let my brain sink into that. And I just keep picturing the calm surface of that water and just relaxing into that, relaxing into that. And that's what I do for the last five minutes. I kind of need something to do for those first 10 minutes. It takes me that much time for my brain to settle down. So it's only the last five minutes that I do that portion where it's a lot quieter. I soften the thoughts a lot more quickly so I can just get back to the brain softening, as I call it. And I that last I find that that last five minutes goes by really fast, like the the bell goes off and I was like, wow, that went by fast. So anyway, that's the very first thing that I do in my morning. After that, I go downstairs. I say good morning to my dogs. I have three French bulldogs who are the loves of my life and my husband, of course, because I know he'll be listening to this. (laughs) Well, he'll still be in bed at this point in time. But I say good morning to my dogs. I then sit down and well, first I pour myself a glass of water. So I always like to hydrate first thing in the morning. So I pour myself a glass of water. I put a little pinch of real sea salt in it. I like to use an ancient sea salt because that helps with absorption. And that's the first thing that I drink in the morning to help hydrate my body. And then I sit down and I did a little bit of journaling this morning. Now, that's not necessarily something I do every single day. My morning routine varies a little bit. Other than the meditation, that's every day. The glass of water is every day. Besides that, it varies. So today I decided to sit down and do some journaling. I just had some stuff going on into my brain that I needed to dump out. So sometimes it's that it'll be just a brain dump. Sometimes I do just a gratitude journaling. Sometimes I follow certain prompts. You can find thousands and thousands of journal prompts out there on the internet, or you can buy little journals that have prompts. I've used all of the above and have loved all of it. It's not something that I do every day just because I find it to turn into a chore somehow when I do it every day. But when it's only when I want to, then I get a lot more benefit out of it. I don't know. That's just me. Sometimes I'll read a book or something like that. Um, But today, that's what I did. I did some journaling. I had a glass of water. And then a little bit later, I would say maybe 30 minutes in or so, I have, (laughs) I call it my tea and toast routine. (laughs) It's my pre-breakfast routine. I don't eat breakfast usually until a little, a little bit later. Like I'm just about to go eat breakfast today. But what I do is I like to make myself a cup of tea. I love tea. I'm not a coffee drinker. I have never liked coffee. 
and it has too much caffeine for me. It doesn't make me feel well. So I'm a big tea girl. Green tea is my favorite, which is what I had today. I actually had today a green tea called Hoji Cha. I'm probably butchering the name of that, so I apologize. But it's a Japanese green tea that is a roasted tea leaf, and it's full of antioxidants. It's much lower in the caffeine even than your regular green tea, which I really like because I don't do well with a lot of caffeine, but I like I like a little bit, especially first thing in the morning. So I had my tea and then my toast is a gluten-free sourdough that I like that I put a little bit of nut butter on. I use an almond butter and putting the nut butter on, it gives me a little bit of fat so that when I drink the tea, which has a little bit of caffeine, it doesn't spike my blood sugar. So I typically recommend to my clients to either eat breakfast before you have coffee or tea, or what I like to do is just have a little snack along with coffee or tea. So sometimes I'll do the toast thing. Sometimes I'll do a boiled egg or a little bit of of dairy-free yogurt with some nuts and seeds and things in it. Just something light and small. I don't like to eat a lot first thing in the morning anyway. I like to give myself a little time, but I do know that I need something to keep my blood sugar stable because that is something that's really important and makes a huge difference in my day. And after I finished all of that, I took my three dogs. Well, I fed them first because they need their breakfast too. And then I took them out along with my husband to our favorite local park. I, my three, well, I have two Frenchies that like to run around in the park and my other one is a senior. She is 13 and a half years old and doesn't really do the walking anymore. She's got some problems with her leg, so she can't put weight on it. So she gets to ride in the stroller. So I push one dog in the stroller, we walk the other two dogs, that allows me to get a little bit of movement first thing in the morning too, and some sunshine and fresh air, all of which helps me to have a better day and also helps to keep my dogs from going crazy because they've been in the house all day. So that's been my morning so far. Now I'm going to go cook myself some breakfast and get on with my day, so I'll update you guys in a little bit. Okay, so it is now about 1 p.m., so I've kind of gone through the first part of my day, and I just wanted to give you guys a little update and let you know what's been going on. So after I got back from my walk with the dogs, I cooked myself some breakfast. So I made today's breakfast was some scrambled eggs, and I mixed in some mixed greens. I like to get those those packages at the grocery store that have spinach and kale and I think there's bok choy and a couple of other things in there. I can't remember what all, but it's a blend of leafy greens. And so I tear up some of those and I put that into my scrambled eggs along with some salt and pepper. Keep it really simple. I cook my scrambled eggs in some ghee, which is my favorite cooking fat to use because it is one of the healthier fats is safer to cook with. And then I also sliced up half of an avocado, put a little sea salt on that, and then I cut up a pear and ate half of a pear along with that, gave the other half to my husband. And so that was my breakfast today. That's a fairly typical breakfast for me. It's something I make pretty regularly or variations of that. Sometimes I'll throw different veggies in the egg. Sometimes I'll have different types of fruit. I type 
I really try to keep it seasonal as far as what fruit I'm eating, and pears are kind of just starting to come into season here, which I'm excited about because they are one of my favorites. And the avocado also contains some healthy fats that kind of help me to sustain energy and sustain those healthy blood sugar levels as I go through my morning, which is really important for me because I am really very much a morning person. <laughs> my husband can attest to this. I don't do well late at night. I get grumpy. I don't like to stay up late. I am a morning person through and through. I love to get up early and do my morning routine, have a nice healthy breakfast, and then I like to sit down and get to work because I do find myself focusing so much better in the morning. So that's when I kind of sit down and do the things that I need to do. So I had a few things going on today and still have a little bit left to go after I record this, but I had a few meetings today. I had a couple of clients and then I also have a group that I meet with with other health practitioners. So it's helpful for me to be able to talk through things with other people. We talk about things both from a business perspective and from the perspective of helping other our clients. And I find that really helpful just to have a group of people to bounce ideas off of. So that was part of my day along with doing a couple of client sessions. And so when I'm getting ready for client sessions, the first thing that I do is do some prep work before we get on the call. So I look over any new forms that they've filled out, any new test results that have come in, any notes that I have from previous sessions if they've been an ongoing client, and kind of putting together a general framework for today's session so I can have at least an idea of what we're going to talk about, where we're going to go, what our next steps are going to be. But of course, that changes a little bit once I'm actually talking to the client and figure out what's been going on, how they're feeling, where they can really use support. But I like to have at least a framework going into it. So my client meetings are anywhere between 30 to 90 minutes. The 90 minutes are only for the initial consultation with a brand new client. I didn't have any of those today. My follow-ups were all 30 minutes today. I like to always leave a little bit of breathing room in between them with when it's possible. And I mean that literally so I can actually take a breath and have a little moment of quiet. I know myself well. I know I'm an introvert at heart, even though I do love working with clients and talking to people. I mean, I'm recording a podcast right now, so clearly I enjoy that as well. But I also do need a little moment to myself because that helps me to show up so much better for my people when I do get on the next call. So I purposefully set up my schedule so that things are not packed together. I have a little space so I can breathe a little. I can move around the house so I'm not just stuck sitting in a chair all day. If I have time, sometimes I'll even go on a short walk in between meetings and things. I didn't have time for that today, but sometimes that'll happen. And then I'll go, I went into my next meeting, went from there, and now I have just finished my lunch. So lunch today was simple. It was leftovers. I had some healthy sloppy joe mix that I had made a couple of days ago along with some baked sweet potatoes. So that's what I had for my lunch. That was a meal that I made really with my husband in mind because he... Okay, I know he's going to be listening to this, so I'm going to say this as gracefully as I can. I am super into nutrition and he is... I'll just say less into nutrition, which is fine. He's going his own pathway. But of course, we do eat meals together. I mean, we're married. I do the cooking. And so he gets to eat 
what I cook. I'm totally laughing because he listens to every episode, so I know he's going to hear this. <laughs> but I found this re- recipe for a healthy sloppy joe. Uh, I say mix, but mix to me makes me think like it's a store-bought mix. It's not. It was made from scratch. So you, it, I don't remember all the details, but it involved ground beef and there's some vegetables like bell pepper and some onion, garlic, and... I'm sure I think there was some diced tomatoes or something in there. I can't remember exactly. If you're really interested in the recipe, just send me a DM on Instagram at endobellygirl and I would be happy to send you the recipe because I'm sure I'm not the only one who is trying to eat really healthy but may have others in their family that have other thoughts and ideas on what they would like to eat and what tastes good to them. So I'm always working to find a happy medium on that where we can both be happy, where he doesn't feel deprived and like his wife is feeding him the weirdest things, but I also feel nourished and feel good in my body and I don't make myself sick because I'm cooking things that don't nourish me. So that's where that meal came from. I made that a couple days ago and just pulled the leftovers from the fridge for lunch. I want to have a little honesty moment here because taking time out for lunch in the middle of the day for me is hard. That's something that I coach my clients on, but if I'm real, I struggle with it myself because it is actually important to, when you're having a meal, to bring yourself into a calm, restful state. And that can't really happen if you are simultaneously on your computer or scrolling through your phone or multitasking in some fashion. So I, it's a project that I'm still working on for myself. Some days I do better than others. I knew I was going to be recording this episode afterwards, so I tried to do my best to actually take my own advice and take, uh, take myself away from screens and focus in on what I was eating and sit down and take some deep breaths. So I did better with that today, but I just wanted to have a little honesty moment in there that that is something that I struggle with too. So if that's something you have a hard time with, know that you're not alone, but it is something to work on being intentional about for sure, because it's very important for your digestive health, especially if you're struggling with bloating and things like that, or any sort of digestive distress. Taking time out for your meals is huge. So something I'm working on. And now I am going to go on to get a little more work done. I've done all my meetings already for the day, so the rest of my day is going to involve kind of some wrap-up stuff, following up with clients, uh, doing a little behind-the-scenes work. I don't know exactly what yet. I have somewhat of a to-do list, but I will let you guys know in a little bit what exactly my day looked like. Okay, so... I have, it is now about 4.30, quarter to 5, and I am wrapping up my work day here. So I ended up, I won't go super into detail, but just ended up doing a little bit of follow-up with clients. I After we get off a call, I put together a protocol, kind of summarizing everything that we talked about, sending it off to them so that there's a lot of clarity and they can look back at that easily. So I did some of that as well as just some back-end work stuff that I needed to get done prepping my podcast episode that's going to air next week, which will be, I think, last week by the time this airs. But anyway, and I also was doing a little bit of studying. So I'm actually currently finishing up a continuing education course because 
As I've talked about before, I am a lifelong learner. It's my personality. So I've done a lot of training already in nutrition and holistic health and all the things, but I want to continue to learn new things forever because there's always different perspectives. There's deeper layers of support that I can learn about. And so the course that I'm in right now is another hormone course. I've actually taken a hormone course already. I already have training on Dutch test and you know, the female cycle and all the things, because of course, that's something that really interests me. But this is just a different type of course. We are covering also the Dutch test as well as some saliva hormone panels that that part was new to me. And I'm really into that as well. It's super interesting. It's a different picture of the hormones that you don't get from the Dutch test or blood serum levels. And so it's been super interesting to learn and just going more in depth about how the hormones interact with each other and work in your body. Super interesting. So I was just doing a little bit of studying at the end of my day so I can have more wonderful information to share with all of you in the future. So that's how I finished my day. I like to do that part last because then then I'm not worried about all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. So I did that, and now I have shut down my computer. I like to, again, do my best. I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I like to do my best to shut down the computer at a certain point in time, usually around here. And by this time, I I have kind of computer fatigue anyway. I'm kind of done staring at the screens. I need a break. So I allow myself the space to, okay, we're closing down the laptop for the day. I'll open it again tomorrow. Anything that I haven't dealt with will be there tomorrow. So I've just done that, and now I'm going to go cook some dinner. I am going to make, I have a recipe for some pumpkin turkey chili that I found on Instagram, actually, I believe, and I am super excited to give that one a try. It's a new recipe, so I will check in a little bit later and let you all know how that went. All right, so here we go, last installment for the day. I finished dinner. I it, it turned out really good, actually, the pumpkin turkey chili. Uh, again, if you want the recipe for that, <laughs> I'm more than happy to share. Uh, just DM me on Instagram at endobellygirl, and I'm more than happy to send that for you. It turned out really good. It was pretty easy to make. There's some vegetables in there, which I always enjoy for the nutrient density side of things. So I had some carrots and onion and garlic and some bell pepper and, of course, uh, some ground turkey and some, what did I put in there? Some black beans, of course, some pumpkin. I just used some canned pumpkin, a couple of other things, let it all simmer for a while, and it ended up being this delicious meal. So I feel very satisfied with that. It was a nice nourishing meal to finish off the day. And then from there, I just, after I eat dinner, I typically just have some relax and unwind time, which is exactly what I did today. So for me, that will mean I like to, I often like to read a book because I get tired again of staring at screens all day and I need a little bit of break from that. So that's what I did today is I sat down, read a book a little bit. I like to, in the evening, have a cup of tea. It kind of helps to calm me down as I unwind for the day. So usually I'll have either a chamomile tea, which I find very calming when it comes close to bedtime, or like today I had, it's this chai mix. It's called Four Sigmatic. I had to look back at the uh, brand because I knew I would forget. 
four sigmatic chai, and it's just like a powder that comes in this little packet. But it it's a caffeine free chai, of course. I would not have caffeine at this point in my day. But you just pour it in a cup. You add some hot water. I like to add a little bit of cashew milk as well to give it a little bit of creaminess. But it's full of adaptogens, which are wonderful for helping with stress management and just keeping you calm, especially as I am getting ready for bed. And it has some of those wonderful spices in it, which I really like this time of year as we head into fall. It just feels very cozy. So I had my chai and then I had along with that a little bit of dark chocolate, which those two things really do contrast with each other if we're honest about things because chocolate does have a little bit of caffeine in it. And I know that and I'm well aware like you're not really supposed to have chocolate at night right before bed. But I find that having just a couple of squares doesn't seem to impact my sleep in any way that's just my own experience. It may impact sleep for others. Chocolate also doesn't have a huge amount of caffeine, at least compared to some other things. At least that's how I'm justifying it for myself. Really, the truth is I grew up having a little bit of chocolate at night. My mom loves chocolate, and so we always had some kind of chocolate in the house, and it was kind of a routine to have tea and chocolate in the evening. So that was my childhood. My mom and dad still do that. If you go over to their house to this day, about right about 8 p.m., <laughs> they are having their cup of tea and their chocolate. So it's one of those things that I grew up with. It makes me feel really good mentally. It's like a comfort. It's like a warm hug. And so that's why I continue to do it, even though eating dark chocolate at night is maybe not the world's best decision from a health perspective. And that's something that's so important to consider, too. That's why I was saying at the beginning of this episode, it's not about perfection. It's about finding what really works for you, what's important to you, and balancing all of that out. So for me, that's balancing things out. So I sat down with my book, had a cup of tea and some chocolate, did some time snuggling with my puppies because that's like my favorite thing. Huge dopamine hit right there. Love snuggling with my pups. I had all three dogs on the couch with me hanging out. Phoebe, my my little girl, is like laying on my lap because that's what she does. Uh, they're all snoring away. And then I decided to go ahead and put on some Netflix so I could get on the floor and do a little bit of movement before bed. That's something that I like to do. Obviously, it's it's a little harder to read a book while you do that. So that's why I like to throw on some Netflix. I like to watch something that is pretty low key, not super intense, not super stimulating before bed. That's definitely something that I've noticed makes a difference in my sleep. So the uh, tonight I was watching a little bit of uh oh gosh what's it called Virgin River <laughs> honestly it's a little bit it's it's a cutesy girly show like it's there's there's some drama ups and downs but it's not it's not super intense there's no violence or or at least very little uh so I have found that to be a nice one to watch before bed I've read a little bit of the series I didn't get very far but a little bit so anyway, I put an episode of that on while I got on the floor and did some foam rolling. I really love foam rolling. Like I said, I, I, actually, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I come from a background of classical ballet. I did classical ballet for many years, danced professionally for a short time until injuries took me out, have been teaching for many, many years. So foam rolling is something that I adopted many years ago, and it 
still is something that feels really good to my body. So I try to do that maybe not every day, but at least a few days a week. And I find it to be a good way to kind of end the day. So I do a little bit of foam rolling, a little bit of just gentle stretching, just super easygoing, calm stretching just to get a little bit of blood flow and movement before I go to bed. So that's typically one of the last things that I do in my day. And then I really like to go to bed early. (laughs) My bedtime is right about 10 o'clock. I don't make it much past that. And I feel so much better when I go to bed early anyway. So that's what I'm going to do now is head off to bed. It's about 930. So I'm kind of just getting ready to wind down and do all the things. But so I'm not going to do another recording after I get into bed because that would be weird. (laughs) But this this is what I do every night so I can just fill you guys in. I turn everything off. I go and, you know, brush my teeth, get into bed. I like to, when I first lay down in bed, kind of go through the day in my mind and do my best to focus in on the things that went really well. We all tend to focus a little more on the negative stuff. It's just a human tendency that we have. So I'm doing my best to make a conscious effort to focus on on what went well. So I like to take a little moment of gratitude for certain moments in my day or just even look back and reflect on how things went. So that's what I'm going to go do right now is have my little gratitude moment and then I'll grab my Kindle and I will just read until I fall asleep. That is a routine that works really well for me. I just read until my eyes close and then half the time the Kindle just falls on my face and wakes me up again. But anyway, I've kind of figured out a way to hold it where that doesn't happen. So... (laughs) That's my that's my new talent in life, how to hold the Kindle while laying down so it does not fall on your face when you fall asleep. So that's what I'm going to go do. And then I will fall asleep. I will get my hopefully full eight hours of sleep because I always feel so much better when I do and wake up tomorrow and start it all again, hopefully feeling fresh and ready to go. <laughs> so that's my day. And that's a Fairly typical day for me, of course, what I'm doing throughout the day varies a little bit. Um, What exactly I'm eating will vary a little bit. My movement strategy, I don't know if strategy is even the right word, my movement routine, I guess, throughout the day can change. Like I like to go to a yoga class at least once a week. I have a standing yoga class on Tuesdays that I really like to go to. So that's just built into my calendar that I always go So I get a little extra. Occasionally, I'll throw in a hike or something like that because I really like to be outside. But that's a fairly typical day for me. Just to give you a little sneak peek, a little glimpse behind the scenes, I thought this would be fun to share with you all. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you would leave me a review, of course, but I would also love, because this is a very personal episode, I would actually really love just to hear from you personally. What do you think? What are your, how is this helpful for you? Um, So feel free to reach out on Instagram at endobellygirl. Just let me know your thoughts, if this was helpful for you, if you want to hear more like this, if you had any wonderful takeaways from today that you are going to incorporate into your own day-to-day routine, let me know, and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friend. If you loved what you heard, Be sure to share with a friend and subscribe so that you can keep coming back for more. If you are ready to take the next step towards getting to the root cause of your endo symptoms like endo belly, pain, fatigue, and so much more, 
you need to download my free ultimate guide to building your own endometriosis diet. You can find the link in the show notes or at www.endobellygirl.com. Until next time, my friend.